Hi, and welcome to The Movement. I'm your host, Andrew Parr. Today, I'm so stoked to have a good buddy of mine, David Markle. He is a professional golfer and has been for the last five years. He's played uh, all over the world, and this year he has status on the European Challenge Tour. I always enjoy David's perspective. Today we're going to talk about when he received his diagnosis of type 1 diabetes, the challenges he went through to adjusting, the things he does today to make himself feel better, as well as his incredible journey to help serve others with diabetes. From launching his first charitable golf tournament to uh, traveling around to hospitals all over the country and redistributing supplies for diabetes, this guy is one of my faves. I'm so glad to be able to share him with you today on The Movement. Here we go, Marco. Let's, uh, let's get this thing going. So it's... What's that? Sounds good, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Last time I saw you was probably a month ago in Spain as we were both getting ready for second stage. You uh, then advanced to third stage of the European Tour Q School and, you know, just missed out into getting into those last two rounds. Um, man, I guess it, it's been about a month since then. What, um, what have you been up to since then, man? Um been keeping myself busy here in uh, southern Ontario. Um, spent the last couple of days in Spain with my dad, who came over to caddy for me at final stage. Uh, it was a great experience having him there. Um, we spent a couple of days in Barcelona, beautiful city. Yeah, yeah. I um, highly recommend going to Barcelona, um, as well as you and and Rosie did. No, Barcelona is a nice surprise. Yeah, it is. It's um, it's got a bit of everything, right? And uh, that was that was fun. It was good to it was good to see Barcelona and um, experience that. And then uh, back here in in Ontario, and uh, I'm a little disappointed. There's not more snow. Actually, I'd like to get out on the ski slopes, but. <laughs> um, I've been busy working out, yeah, like you said, with my uh, with my trainer there, Aaron Downey, um, and the men's group that he's got going on up at uh, up at his place, and and just trying to figure out how I'm going to uh, basically push myself forward with golf and with with some diabetes advocacy, some initiatives that I I kind of want to get going and. Um, just just figuring out what that's going to look like and then uh, taking the, the first steps to kind of make everything happen, you know? Well, yeah, let's, we'll talk about all these things. So, um, you know, you, you've been professional for, what, four, five, six years maybe? Is that right? Yeah, I turned pro in the fall of 2009. And uh, so it's been, uh, it's been five plus years now. Okay. And uh, we'll also talk about how well you can talk about it right now um when when did you know that you uh, had diabetes and let's start with that and then uh, we'll go into your story from there yeah it's um interesting like i said i turned pro in 2009 and then uh february 19th 2011 I was playing a golf tournament in Savannah, uh, Hilton Head, South Carolina. Uh, a buddy of mine came up and caddied for me from Savannah, Georgia. Um, 
you know, it's crazy. Like your body has a way of telling you, obviously, of, of knowing when you're when you're sick. And um, I didn't know what I'd been going through for like two or three months. I kind of thought I had mono, so I was trying to push through and push through, and you know, keep playing golf and, and keep kind of you know living my life. And uh, I, I I realized after returning back to my buddy. Uh, who's a college teammate of mine to his house after the tournament was over. He lives with his mom and dad, uh, Doug and Nancy Hansel. His name's Drew, and they live together in Savannah. And uh, his dad, Doug, is a doctor, and he has diabetes, and he's a hell of a golfer himself. He won the U.S. Amateur, U.S. Senior Amateur a couple of years ago. Oh, no way. And uh, he's played in some U.S. Senior Opens, and he's just a great player and uh and a great person too, most importantly. And his mom, Nancy, is a nurse. And uh, you know, all three of them went to Kent State, where I went, and I played with Drew on the golf team at Kent State. And uh, you know, I was telling his parents kind of how I how I'd been feeling for a couple months. And you know, Doug, uh, we're in their 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 family kitchen in their home, and. Uh, Doug looked at Nancy and and Nancy said, you know, maybe you've got diabetes. And and Doug says, yeah, no, I don't say that, right? And uh, so he he tested me with uh, with his glucometer there, and uh, my blood sugar was about five or six times higher than what it was supposed to be, or what it, what a normal person's blood sugar level without diabetes would be. And uh, now let me stop you right there because I I just got a glucometer last week. And I tested at around 70. So what did you test at initially? Yeah, I tested um, much higher than 70. Um, yeah, what, what was the number, it, though? Just so it, it was, it was I, I don't remember for sure, but it was in the, fi- it was in the high 500s. Holy jeez. Yeah. So Holy it was... It was it was it was not good. Um, yeah, for those who know. don't know, they say the normal the normal levels even after eating is you know um, seventy to what one fifty one sixty. Yeah, that's about right. Um, in Canada, we kind of it's there's different numbers from Canada to the U.S. In Canada, it's you know it's it's five to it's about five to eight is optimal, and mm-hmm. to get that number. Um, for the U.S. system, you just multiply by 18. So okay. simple mathematics. And, yeah, it's like 90 to about 150, yeah. Got it. So and and, You're in the 500s. Yeah, it's it's crazy, eh? I can't uh, believe that. It, it's, you know, a lot of people with diabetes, with type 1 diabetes, are, you know, when they're initially diagnosed, like they – I've had friends that they end up in hospitals and, and they're – um, sometimes even in, they go into like a diabetic coma, right? Mm. Because there was so much sugar in their system, right? And um, I was fortunate. I ended up in the right place at the right time. Uh, Doug and Nancy, they gave me a shot of insulin that night. I slept through the night for the first time in probably, you know, two or three months without having to get up and, and take a leak about four times <laughs> right and guzzle a water, bottle of water when you get back to bed and that that had been my routine and uh it was nice to kind of break that trend you know and and start getting healthy again now what was the process for for getting healthy was it just taking insulin were you uh did you 
go through points where you were at home sort of taking it easy, you weren't training as much, or was uh, just taking insulin giving you what you needed to get through the day? Yeah, kind of all that. Um, I was supposed to go to Morocco for a couple golf tournaments, uh, you know, a week or two after I'd been in, in Savannah at the fam- at the Hansel family house. And, uh, you know, and Doug was quite honest. He's like, you know, you're, you're not going to go, you're not going to Savannah or you're not going to Morocco. Sorry. You're going home to Canada and, yeah. and you're going to get, uh, educated about diabetes and learn how to treat your condition. And, um, you know, so I went, I drove back down to Orlando and then I flew home to back to Canada here for, um, I was home for about two and a half weeks. And the thing about diabetes is the thing about anything, like, you know, you've got to surround yourself with a, you surround yourself with a great team. Um, you know, of experts around you, much like golf, much like, you know, just life in general, right? You have a good family and friend structure. And, uh, you know, I, I set up with some great people at, at the local diabetes clinic here at Headwaters Health Center in Orangeville, Ontario. They, they educated me and, and they told me what I needed to, to kind of, to kind of do and how to treat it. And, um, you know, I, I take about four or five shots of insulin a day, and I check my blood sugar about six to eight times a day. And um, it's I'm lucky because it's all it's all manageable, you know. Mm. And um, it could have been it could have been a lot worse. And um, you know, I, I'm just I'm fortunate. Yeah, I I know your personality and you know what this has allowed you to do since you discovered you had diabetes. Um, I do want to talk about a little bit uh, about when you wake up in the morning, you know, after eight hours of sleep or so, what would your blood sugar be without insulin when you just check it? Yeah, it, it's, uh, and, and, hey, before I go on, kudos to you for uh, for taking it upon yourself and getting a, a glucose monitor or glucometer. <laughs> um, like it's, it's, you know, it's something that we as we've discussed before like everyone should be doing right mm-hmm. like uh um, you know you 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 want to you these are things that you know you want to know what your blood sugar levels are and 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 what you eat and how it affects you and um you know that's cool that, that you you've done that so um but you know when i get up in the morning it's around uh it's about 6.8 which is um uh, some quick math. It's about, uh, 40. I don't know. Yeah. Something like around that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, maybe a little bit lower, maybe like 120 ish, I guess. Okay. And, um, so I can almost, I almost count on it being about that when I wake up in the morning and, uh, you know, basically it's, it's, you get up for breakfast and, uh, Hey, how many carbs am I going to have? If I'm going to have more carbs, mm-hmm. uh, I've got to take more insulin. If I'm not going to have that many carbs, then I don't have to take as much insulin. But um, you know, it's it's kind of it's it's all depending on how many carbs you're going to eat and what your level of activity is. And um, you know, I, I've been back from Spain for a couple. I haven't really touched a golf club in a couple weeks, and. And I noticed that my blood sugar levels have been up compared to, you know, in the middle of the summer when you are playing golf and you're, mm. you're playing every day and maybe you're walking like five miles a day. Right. Mm. Yeah, no, I so, noticed that for sure. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of, it depends on what you're doing and, 
it depends, uh, kind of, you know, it depends on, on what you're eating. Right. Yeah. And do you find, so say you go really low carb and I don't know if you've done this, but if you go low carb for a week, how does that influence? Like if you were to eat no carbs, almost essentially, except for low glycemic foods, such as, uh, you know, green vegetables, how does that affect your blood sugar? Um, yeah, I mean, um, it, it obviously, it, it, my blood sugar is, it's, it's a lot lower when I do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like some days I get up in the morning and I'll have a nice bowl of, you know, oats, right. Steel cut oats and a, a banana and, and some eggs and, um, you know, the oats are good for you, but there's also, there's also carbs in that. So you've got to take some, some, uh, some insulin and, um, yeah, you know, I, I try not to eat a lot of carbs as it mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but if, if you are, you know, I just, I make sure I take insulin, right? Yeah. Now I notice, you know, when we've traveled together of late, you do carry, you know, a bunch of bananas and stuff like that, just in case you, uh, have a low, low blood sugar. What would that look like for you? So say, you know, um, let's use the Canadian metric for now. Uh, sure. Yeah. But what's that, what's that look like for you if you have low blood sugar? So what, like at what point would I take those bananas? Well, I know you would eat the bananas if you have, you feeling like you have low blood sugar, but what, yeah. How low is your blood sugar at that point? Yeah. I think whenever I get under five, um, I start to, I start, you, you start to feel the symptoms, right? Mm -hmm. I I get a little bit, uh, a little bit weak and shaky Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, as you know, ba- uh, bananas are kind of my band aid, right? Like mm. they, um, bananas are orange juice to kind of get it back up to where it should be. And um, I, I like I like it when my blood sugar is around, like right around seven. Um, mm. I feel my best just kind of doing daily activities and you know on the golf course as well. And um, you know that's something that I'm. I'm you're always kind of striving. You always have that that number in mind and you're always kind of striving for that. Right. Yeah. And I guess, you know, the great thing about a glucometer or any sort of, uh, metric for measuring your vitals, whether it's a heart rate monitor, or even measuring your steps per day, is you start to gain awareness of what it is you're actually doing and uh, what these numbers mean and how you feel. So, uh, I encourage anyone to get a glu- glucometer, or, or a heart rate monitor and, and measure these things throughout the day um, to see how it is when you are feeling a certain way. Um, I yeah, definitely yeah because it sounds definitely, like it's, uh, go ahead. It, it, sorry, it's like uh, you know Laird Hamilton always says um, you know like in. in uh, you know, get like when you when you invest in these things today, like you know, you don't have to invest in your health in the in the long term, right? And mm-hmm. instead of you know paying for it down the road, it's like, hey, let's get a glucometer, let's get a you know, let's see where our blood pressure and, and our heart rates are at right now, and and keep control of that while we can, and uh, you know, we're just gonna have we're just gonna benefit from it in the long run, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's the stuff I'd love to do because I, I know how important it is to be healthy because if you, 
you know, if we're sick for for a day on the wrong day when we're playing a competition, it's very difficult to to essentially play at your best. And if you're sick for a week, that that just takes away from a lot of opportunity of just experiencing life as well as uh, as working. So yeah, it's just interesting when people, you know. Um, when you know i certainly didn't always do that that stuff when i'd be wondering why i would get into these uh issues of being sick but um all right uh, let's move forward i want to talk about one of the the most amazing things about this story and yes you right now you know you have type 1 diabetes but what has this allowed you to do i know the first time i met uh, well, we really roomed together was with our friend Matty J in Winnipeg, and you Maddie at that Matty J. I want to get this, oh. this guy on the call, but um, you were at some hospitals in Winnipeg trying to redistribute needles and uh, and strips and glucometers. Let's. I want to talk about your work that you're doing now with with you know whether it's individual individuals or organizations. Yeah, you know, it's, um, you know, as you know from uh, what you've dealt with, um, you know, a few years ago with having a stroke, um, diabetes, you know, when I was diagnosed with diabetes, it's, you know, it's a similar situation. It's uh, it's an obstacle you've got to overcome. And it's, it's something, when it happens, it's something that you can either um, you know, almost bitch and moan about and, and be a victim or you can, you know, you can almost grab life by the ball, sort of, so to speak, and, and, and kind of take control of the situation and, and, you know, decide for yourself that you're going to make it a positive, right? And, um, you know, I, I, I don't think there is really no point in time where I was going to kind of mope around and, and, you know, and, and say, why me? Um, I've just always seen it as, as an opportunity more or less to, to help other people and, uh, to become healthy myself. Right. And, um, you know, it's, it's, um, I tell people it's the best thing that's ever happened to me, diabetes next to my family. And, um, you know, I, I, I mean it. I wouldn't say it if I didn't mean it. It's it's given me a chance to, you know, when I I, I played in Asia soon after um, I was diagnosed, and you know, you, you go to Asia and you you try to qualify for a tour, um, the Asian tour, and I didn't. But um, while I was over there, it's it's you know, you see the way people live in under underdeveloped nations, and you gain this appreciation for life and. Um, and, you know, I connected with a diabetes association in Malaysia when I was there and uh, came to the realization that uh, they had 196 kids in their program and, and they only had enough funds to um, provide kids with about 50 test strips a month, which meant mm-hmm. they could only check their blood sugar about two to three times a day, right? And uh when I kind of routinely do it about six to eight times a day to, to know where my levels are at and, and to just always be aware of, you know, my situation and, and what I'm putting into my body. And, uh, so I, I guess, 
you know, it kind of all started then when I was in Asia, when I, I came back from there and I realized how lucky I was to have diabetes and to live where I do in the world. And, um, that year on the Canadian tour, I, I just kind of got going and, and tried to connect with as many hospitals and communities that I was playing in as possible. And, um, and, and diabetes clinics and basically collect, um, collect, you know, uh, equipment that diabetes equipment that wasn't, didn't serve a purpose at their hospital mm-hmm. or clinic and that maybe they were going to throw out or they didn't need because, you know, what, what might be waste to one, one person is, is not to another, is not to another person. Right. And, um, so I've got, I've got a little stash of, uh, glucometers and needles and uh the test strips are hard to come by they're about a dollar a piece and you're you know you're testing your blood sugar about six to eight times a day like i said um so those are kind of those are harder to come by but um i do have some needles i i I, you know a few thousand needles here um and uh a few dozen glucometers too that i i've kind of collected and i have and I'm going to distribute them. You know, I thought maybe I'd get back to Asia before now, but uh, I haven't made that trek across the world uh, in a couple of years. And uh, I want to get this equipment here soon to people who are, you know, in need of it. And um, that's kind of, that's where I've started. And it's kind of, it's through my experiences with golf and, and life. It's just kind of, you know, this past year we did a uh, a fundraiser at uh, at our golf course and and raised forty thousand dollars for a for a you know to send kids off to camp uh, to D camps, so the Canadian Diabetes hosts. It's it's camps for kids with type one diabetes, and um, you know there's 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 so much you can do, and um, there's so much help you know, 380 million people in the world have diabetes. So there's always something that you can be doing to help others. And, um, you know, that's the fun part about it. And, uh, it's just kind of, it's a, like I said before, it's kind of a constant in my life. How do I push myself forward with golf and diabetes and, uh, create, as many opportunities for people with diabetes as I can while continuing to get better at golf. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's been fun. It's been fun to, you know, try to come up with ideas. And, uh, I, I've started speaking recently to, uh, a childhood friend of mine who's in, uh, who's in the show business. He's in production and, um, about, you know, putting together a documentary through my travels with golf in the upcoming year on the challenge tour in Europe and, uh, trying to piece that in with diabetes and, and connecting with people through my journey that have diabetes and a lot, you know, setting something up where, uh, basically, you know, I, I want people with diabetes to be able to tell their story with diabetes and, and create a voice for them. And we're just trying to figure out how that's going to look and, uh, you know, and, and what we need to do to put it in action and, and start connecting with the right people and, and uh, you know, getting, getting somewhere with it, right? So it's, uh, it's been fun and uh, it's going to, it's, you know, it's going to continue to be fun. So, 
Yeah, dude, I just love, I just love hearing those stories and, you know, just seeing you in action. I know uh, the first time we were in Europe, you headed over to Brussels to the, what was it, the United uh, Diabetes yeah, Association? Yeah, yeah, the International Diabetes Federation. Yeah, I, I've, yeah. Um, you know, it, it was, it's a way, yeah, we were in Europe, we weren't, we were in France, we weren't too far away from Brussels, and that's where their headquarters is. And, uh, you know, it was kind of a no brainer to me that when the, the tournament was over, I was going to head over and try to make some connections there and get an understanding for what they do there and, mm-hmm. and to see if there's a way that we can help each other to help people with diabetes, right? Yeah. What is the biggest help that, that people need that have diabetes? Um, is it is it supplies like you mentioned? Uh, you know, in developing countries, they don't have the supplies to test it, or is it uh, programs and techniques to help people manage their blood sugar better through diet and exercise? Um, I know there's obviously type two diabetes is in such a rise right now over probably over the world, but uh, certainly in North America, um, is it trying to help people not get diabetes, uh, through this awareness or is this, uh, is there a way to, uh, take away, I guess, the symptoms of diabetes? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, the answer is D all the above, right? <laughs> it's, um, it, it depends really what part of the world you live in. Like when I came back from Asia, I, I kind of realized that, uh, you know, in, in Canada and in, in the United States and North America, like diabetes, uh, I've always said is, is it's, it's not necessarily a disease. It's more of a mindset, um, because we have, a we, we have far greater access to, um, education, awareness, uh, the proper equipment, um, you know, insulin and, um, you know, in education, like we, we have, we have all the resources at our fingertips. There's no reason really why, um, you know, there's 20, there should be 26 million people in the United States with diabetes and nine, you know, uh, 3 million in Canada with diabetes, right? Like, um, you know, but you know, we also have, you know, the, the fast food and, and, you know, you know, genetically modified food. Like it's, it's just kind of, um, you know, we have all the, all the resources to be proactive, mm. but, um, you know, we're, we're far too reactive in, in, you know, in, in North America in terms of diabetes. And, and then when you go to a place like Malaysia or, or an underdeveloped country, um, it really is a disease because, uh, the example that I gave in Malaysia, um, you know, there's, there's, you know, funding pro- problems to like access to equipment problems, education, there's a lack of education. There's a, lack of programs that are set up because, um, you know, because of access to funding and it's just, it, it's a growing problem, um, everywhere. And I think, you know, it's up to, I think it's up to, to individuals to sit back and, and to kind of assess and, and to see where they are at their, in their journey and, and just realize that, um, 
you know, we're, we're all kind of here, you know, with the same goals of, you know, we're, we're all in search of love and happiness. Right. And, <laughs> and at the end of the day, like that doesn't happen if you don't have your health. Right. And it's, it's time that we, we kind of, you know, we, um, we start to embrace like the healthy active lifestyle and, and it's, it's sad where, where things are with diabetes right now. But, um, I, you know, I have hope that, uh, you know, we can do something about it before, you know, the next generations really, really suffer. Right. Yeah. No. Um, I read some study, my friend actually put out talking about kids are just so inactive right now that I guess, you know, close to 40, 47% of them are going to be overweight in the next, uh, 10 years. And, uh, among those, uh, plenty with diabetes now. Yeah. You know what? It's crazy AP. Like, um, my parents, they live in a, in a residential area here in, in Ontario and, uh, you don't see kids outside playing anymore. You know, sure. like when we were kids or like when, when they were kids, um, you know, you, there used to be kids all over the neighborhood, out on the front lawns, playing in the streets, playing with each other and, and, you know, playing basketball in the driveway or street hockey or doing all these activities. Well, you know, well, you can do it on it, your computer now, right? Exactly. <laughs> right. You can do it on your phone, your computer. You can, you can play, you know, Nintendo or whatever the, the games are on, on TV now and in the, you know, the PlayStation stuff. Like it's, it's, it's just gotten, it's gotten, uh, we've just created this culture where it's like, you know, it's, it's almost okay to be lazy. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's sad to see that. And, uh, you know, I, and I know that, um, you know, you're a living example of, of somebody who's, who's always out there and being active and, and, you know, we need more, um, you know, people like yourself and, 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 and people who are out there active and, and being healthy examples, you know? Well, thanks. Thanks, dude. Yeah. I really haven't known any other way much like yourself. Um, what other things though, you know, when you, um, did find out you had diabetes, what were you doing in terms of, uh, diet, shifting your diet, or I know you, like you said, you've been working, working out with, uh, your trainer, for the last couple of years, what sort of things are you doing in your routine now that you feel you're best at? Yeah. Um, you know, that's a, it's a good question. I, I think diabetes, like getting diabetes, uh, almost four years ago, it almost like, you know, it almost not just from a health standpoint, but it just, it almost woke me up to life, you yeah. know? And, um, you know, I, I, I kind of got into, um, you know, introduced to the game of golf when you're 10 and then, you know, you slowly become a golf geek, right? <laughs> and, uh, and, you, and there's, you know, it's like your, your, like your world and your existence almost, uh, revolves around golf. Right. And it, it, that kind of, that really escalated for a long time. And then, diabetes was it was pretty you know it was a blessing in that regard right it, it kind of opened me up to appreciate um you know uh, the things in life that i kind of been missing out on right like uh you know like family and 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 
um, and friends and travel and, and, you know, a healthy, active lifestyle and, and getting outdoors and, and, um, just trying to, you know, be grateful and, and embracing everything. Right. And, um, you know, I, I think I, I feel my best when, um, when I have balance in life, right. Mm-hmm. When you, when you, you put in a, a good day's work at the golf course and you come back home and you just, you forget about golf, right. You know, you, you, you lose yourself in a book or, or, you know, we have a, the Bruce trail, which spans almost a thousand kilometers across Ontario here. Um, it's, it's just this, this wonderful trail that's, you know, through the bushes and in the rolling Hills and countryside here in Ontario. And, uh, it's, five minutes from our doorstep and it's like i rediscovered it this summer in the last couple summers and uh um you know when you're when you're almost connected to, to nature and and you know when you're eating good raw healthy foods and uh when you're getting sleep and and um you know it, it's not just you know not just eating well is is good enough right like you've got to kind of have balance within you know in your life and and within your health too right mm. and that's where it comes from so now when as, you, when you, as, you know, good yeah you know, like as you know you know like you've you know it, it's been uh like you said we've traveled together a bit the last couple of years and it's it's been fun to travel with you and to see um just to see you've been a great example for you know for all of this um you know, balance on the road and, you know, you're in Spain or you're wherever it's, it's, it's cool to kind of, it's cool to, you know, I enjoy going to the golf course and enjoy doing what I do, but I also enjoy the aspect of getting away from it when we are away from it. And, uh, you're great at doing that and, and, you know, um, seeking self, you know, to self-educate and to grow as a person and, uh, yeah, you know, it's been fun traveling with guys like you and our buddy Matty J and uh yeah. Likewise, buddy. I I'm just happy to have you on the show and um I've always had more than more than enough fun uh on the road with you. So um you definitely help me break the ice when I get a little uptight there. Hey, there's more there's more fun to come, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I have no doubt. Um, well, what's, like you said, you have, you're trying to get this uh, production company on board and some other partners to help make this doc. Um, what, what else are you working on? I know you're probably going to have another event this coming summer, uh, to, to, for your foundation or be able to distribute that somewhere. Um, what, what do you have coming up? Yeah. Um, Right now, the the fundraiser that we do, the golf tournament, there was like 140 players last year. We had some NHL uh, players join us and some some professional golf friends of ours. And um, like I said, we we raised about $40,000 to help send kids with diabetes to a special camp that the uh, Canadian Diabetes Association runs. And um, it was our first year doing that in 2014. And we're going to make it an annual event. Um, as of right now, I don't really, I don't have a foundation set up, um, but I'm looking into, to doing that. Um, 
you know, with the, the, the fundraiser that we do, the golf tournament, like it would fall under that umbrella and, and the, the documentary that we're trying to get into, to, you know, push forward and, and to get into action right now. Um, I'm, I'm interested in, um, you know, there's a lot of things with diabetes that I'm interested in and, uh, whether it's hosting like a, like a health food and, and fitness kind of, uh, day within the community, um, or whether it's just hosting, um, kids with diabetes and, you know, an afternoon having, having kids get together and where they can, um, you know, meet new friends with diabetes or play some, some, you know, some games and get outdoors and get active. Um, you know, I didn't have diabetes as a, as a kid. I was diagnosed when I was 25 and I realized that it's, um, that it would be difficult to have diabetes as a kid because you're in school and, and, you know, you're, you're friends, you're however old you might be, you know, six or, or 16, right? Like you're a kid and you don't really want to be different. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's kind of funny. It's not until you're a little bit older where you realize, Hey, it's, it's cool to be different. You know, I want to be different. I want to do things that, that other people aren't doing. And, and, um, you know, to, to be innovative and, and be creative and, and, you know, diabetes allows you to do this. And, um, but when you're, you know, when you're young, you don't really realize that. And you, you want to be like your friends or you want to be like somebody on, on TV or, you know, like it's not until after you, you kind of realize it's all right. And, uh, I want kids to kind of realize that, um, or to, to try to teach kids that whether they, you know, whether it kind of sets in with them or not. Um, but, but just, you know, allow them to realize it. Yeah. I'm sure you're an an excellent role model to all those kids that you get to interact with. Um, I would be, I mean, you're one of my role models, so I'm stoked to. (laughs) Thanks buddy. Right back at you. It's, um, you know what, you don't, you don't even really, you don't even think about that. You know, I, I hope that I am and I hope some kids, you know, you, you can affect kids positively, but it's, it's just, you see areas where things can be better for kids and, and for people with diabetes and it's, um, you just take action. That's the biggest thing in in society today. It's like, you know, you can talk about doing things and and talk and talk and until you kind of, you know, it's just stop talking kind of and pick up the phone and, and, and connect with those people who can help you make things happen. Right. And uh, we, we just kind of, we get in our own way and, uh, you know, I deal with it. We all deal with it. Right. And, uh, you want things to to look a certain way or to kind of, um, plan it a certain way or for things to unfold a certain way. And, and maybe there's a bump in the road and that doesn't happen. And it kind of prevents you from taking action. But, you know, my sister, she's, she's in about her 12th or 13th year of school right now. And she's, she's finishing her PhD in linguistics, as you know. And, uh, you know, I, I, these conversations, they come up constantly about, you know, she's searching for jobs and, and for when she does get done and, um, you know, she's looking for kids, for students to finish her study. And, and it's, it's just 
just get yourself out there. Just act. Like it doesn't matter how you find kids to be involved with your study or, or, you know, how you end up, you know, what job you end up getting. Like you just have to keep going and keep doing and, and have the, you know, uh, have the confidence or faith that things are going to work out. Right. Mm. No, I'm with no. you. I'm with you, man. I, I've felt that way for a really long time. Uh, yeah. Even uh, with with dealing with, um, you know, coming back to the course after having a stroke and then talking about that because, you know, for, for myself, it was almost scary to put myself out there other than, you know, a golfer, what that meant. And uh, realizing that you can help a lot of people with your with your experiences and also with just being there uh so i think that's that's uh, so key to and you know what i've i've fucked up so many times in a lot of aspects of my life and um but i'm you know still alive and still going forward and i encourage everyone no matter what they're doing if you are you know feeling upset about something or injustice or you feel like you can help any sort of system um, to get involved with at any level, whether it's uh, a kid down the street or helping uh, an older an older neighbor, you know, whatever it is. Um, yeah, I, I definitely, I, uh, I definitely agree. It's um, it's it's almost like if it scares you, do it, right, <laughs> dude? Uh, that's all I'm doing right now. It's hilarious. Yeah, and it's cool. You know, you've, you've, you know, you've grown the balls to, you've had this idea about a podcast now for a little while and, and, you know, to, to, to actually do it and, and to, to get it out there so people can, you know, to, to see what you're doing and to, uh, learn from your experiences as well. It's, um, I think it's great. It's, it's, it's awesome what you're doing and, and, uh, you know, I, I I know a lot of people learn from what you're doing and and appreciate that you're, you know, getting your information and getting your experiences out there. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's great. It's been great so far, and I I learned something every day, and I'm so stoked to have you on the show uh, to get to learn more about your story and how you work through your day, and um, you bring up so many great points that you know I was I was thinking about today about. Um, being scared about, you know, really doing anything, but thinking for myself and not just uh, going along with with convention, essentially. Um, yeah. When I look at your life going forward, and I know we had a conversation briefly last week about uh, your trainer challenging you to maybe bring a more holistic approach to treating diabetes through diet and exercise. Like how possible do you think that is in terms of regulating the amount of insulin you're taking to maybe even, I don't know if it's, if many people or anyone has done it, but essentially, um, abolish having diabetes. Yeah. Um, I don't really know for sure. Like I, you know, I've had diabetes for four years now, and uh, as we've discussed about, you know, I, I'm at the point where it's, I've just kind of listened to doctors, right? And uh, I'm not saying that's that's wrong, but uh, or, or it's not the right thing to do. But um, 
there's always things out there that we can find out on our own, right? By doing our own education or by doing our own research and, and educating ourselves. And uh, I'm at the point right now where it's, um, you know, I, I've been taking insulin shots for for four years to manage my condition. And, um, you know, whether I, I, I want to get a, an insulin pump that's on me 24 seven mm-hmm. and, and, and administers insulin into my system and, um, whether I want to do that or whether I want to, you know, see if I can see, you know, what the other alternatives are if I will need insulin for all, you know, for the rest of my life. Um, at this point, that's what it sounds like. But, um, you know, I, 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 I do know that when I eat less carbs, I need less insulin. Mm-hmm. And, and I, it's, I'm at, the, I'm at the point where I think before I, it's, I've either been afraid to experiment or I just kind of have been lazy and haven't, but I'm at the point right now where um, it's time to kind of seek truths on my own, right? And to uh, and to find out kind of on my own what's best for me, um, and to see what's you know what's possible with diabetes, right? Um, you know, I, I want to take as little insulin as possible, right? Mm. Yeah, and, uh, and and to you know to eat eat uh, good foods that are um, you know that are going to nourish your body and 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 allow you to grow and uh yeah i just kind of you know figure it out really well yeah well keep me up to date with that um i've experimented over the last well most of my life but it's certainly over the last four or five years and just trying different foods um lower carb vegetables like i had mentioned yeah and it'd be interesting to see when you're testing your blood every day i mean you test it so often to be able to see what these foods essentially are doing and uh when you do feel your best and how much insulin you need i'm yeah i would be stoked to see what that looks like in your life um because you know you you like you said you need to step out and examine the truth for yourself and um and you know not just listening to conventional uh medicine because conventional medicine is essentially what all the doctors learn, you know, and it's not even really, uh, yeah. you know, no one questions it really. So I'd be excited, excited to go on that journey with you if you don't, uh, wouldn't mind. And yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be sweet. It, it's, it, it, you know, it, it's a good lesson for, um, for everything in life. Like, uh, for example, this year is probably the best year that I've, I've one of the best years that I've had golf wise. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and it's because, you know, you listen to a lot of instructors or a lot of coaches or a lot of people in golf who say, you've got to play, you've got to play, you've got to play, you've got to play. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, and you've got to work on this and this and this. And I probably played the least, uh, this year that I have in my golf career. And, um, I probably had the best year that I've had, you know, and it's because that I, I've, you know, you finally, you kind of finally figure out what it's, it's, you know, your way of doing it. Right. And what's best for you. And, um, 
you know, the same thing doesn't work for two different people, right? We're all different. And, uh, I think, you know, you know, maybe advice to kids. It's like, you've got to figure out what you want out of life and what's important to you. And then you've got to figure out, you know, a plan or a map that's maybe going to get you there. Not, you know, not, not a plan that somebody else draws up for you. Right. It's, it's, Hey, you know, what does it look like to me and how does it work best for me? And then you've got to get to, to work on that. Right. No, I'm, I'm completely with you. Yeah. It's, it's really tough for kids just because we usually do what our society says we should do, whether it's in school or in sport. And we end up, you know, at the college age and uh, we're just listening to people tell us the truth instead of going out and, and learning for ourselves. Um, and, you know, I was, like you said, diabetes was, you know, one of the better, th- the best things that happened to you. And same with having a stroke. I didn't question truth until really after that. And I started questioning everything after that, literally. Um, and I still do. And I'm, and I'm going to do it for, you know, until I die. So, yeah, uh, that's, that's awesome advice, man. Thanks for sharing that. And it's, um, I remember you saying one, one time you love crisis, right? Because it kind of, uh, you know, in, in challenges more or less, because, you know, you learn the most from the the times when you almost, you know, you, you learn the most from struggles and you don't realize that when you're young, but, um, you know, having a stroke or getting diabetes, like that's a form of struggle. Right. And, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, I think it's great that you've, you know, you've, you've, you know, you've realized these things after having a stroke and you've come to this point in your life where you, you know, you are, you are so focused on figuring out things for yourself. And, uh, but it, it it's kind of crazy, you know, what spurs those moments on, right? Yeah. And everyone, and that's what I've learned is like, everyone has these different paths and we really, when we can start accepting our own path yeah. and, and going down those different roads that feel uh, true to us to see if they really are true. True. Yeah. You know, that, I think yeah. that for me right now, I'm, I'm experiencing that a lot. And, um, but there is, there is something that feels true about, you know, serving others and, and, sharing the experiences that I've been able to have with others uh, and encourage other people to, to find out what that is for them is, uh, you know, something I, I hope I can, I can bring to them. Yeah. But that's, you know, and, and that's why you've got to kind of, you've got to fall in love with the whole, you know, every, every day. Right. Instead of, uh, we live in a, a result outcome oriented society and uh you know just on the weekend i was like i said i, I work out there with with aaron downey and aaron won a stanley cup in 2008 with the detroit red wings and uh you know he trains a lot of guys some junior hockey players within our within our area and um he's got a couple guys in the AHL right now in the American hockey league, right under the NHL. And, uh, and so, you know, they're, they're not playing in the NHL yet. They're, they're playing in the minors right now. And, uh, 
you know, we go to watch the boys yesterday and, um, you know, we get to the arena where it can hold about 16,000 people, right? And there's mm-hmm. about a thousand people in the stands. And these guys are, you know, they're a long way away from home and they're, they're taking the bus every week. And wow. it's easy to, it's easy to kind of, uh, almost get down. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, a, it's an example of why I don't believe in, in success and failure, right? And and that you've got to embrace the opportunity that comes in everything. And, um, you know, after the game, there was one of the guys, he was a healthy scratch for the game, so he didn't play. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one the one kid play, who plays for Texas, um, the Texas Stars, he had, a, he had a good game and and they won uh, in overtime. Um but you know, you you could tell by talking to them both after the game. Like, I think the the one guy that's playing for Texas, he's he's wishing and, and you know playing for Dallas, right? Like he was playing for the the NHL club, and um, and the the guy who was he was scratched from the lineup. Uh, so he so he, Aaron said to the he said to the one guy after after the game who didn't play, he's a healthy scratch. He said. You know, guess how many games I was scratched in my career, right? And he said, uh, and Aaron said, I was I was a healthy scratch 250 times in my career, right? And wow, 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 and wow. he and and he said, you know, guess how many games I played? And he said, I, I played 243 games. So he was a healthy scratch more than what he played in the NHL. But um, you know, through his hard work and his commitment to to you know reaching his goals and 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 to you know his commitment and and he's a fitness fanatic no what's that he's just a fitness fanatic isn't he? yeah i mean he he was one of the he was he was one of the most fit guys in the nhl when he played Mm -hmm. and uh you know he he played an enforcer type position where um you know he was he had to be in great shape, right? And uh, just a, he's just a tremendous role model and, and uh, high energy guy. He, he you know just demands the best out of everybody, right? When he walks in the room, and um, you know he he you know so he's, he played. He was a healthy scratch more than what he played in the NHL. But the guy's a Stanley Cup champ because um, just because he enjoyed the daily grind, right? Mm-hmm. And he fell in love with that, and he fell in love with. The process and and the you know the the challenges and and you know the struggles that we sometimes have to face like he embraced that and he enjoyed those opportunities and saw them as opportunities to get better right he didn't see them as negative and uh you know and and you know he he he's a stanley cup champ because of that right yeah that's that's an awesome story i always love hearing about him I want to get up there and uh, do one of his workouts. I don't know if I could get through the day, but uh. yeah, it's funny. I'm up there helping him clean out his barn today, and which he's renovated, and he's he's going to put about six or eight punching bags up in the loft there, and then he's going to make it a bit of a yoga yoga studio. And uh, he was talking about this um, with his uh, with his partner there, his girlfriend. That in a couple years they're going to. Uh, you know when he gets his, the barn renovated and he's got a gym in his garage as well and he's they're putting up a third sauna he's going to have on his property and uh a couple cold tubs and in uh in a hot tub like a cedar hot tub and uh you know he said in a couple of years like he wants to he wants to 
um, list his place on Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, and make it like a like a almost like a fitness retreat for people who, you know, maybe somebody who's who's going up to Collingwood or Blue Mountain in the winter to uh, to ski. Right. That sounds awesome. And, yeah, and they can come to his place and and. You know they're gonna do. They can do yoga and 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 do some fitness stuff and and stay there and and um, I think it's I think it's a great idea. I think he's onto something great. Yeah, let's let's get together. Maybe take me to the barn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'd love that, and I'd love that too. That'd be great. You would love it. It'd be great for you to uh, to see and and experience and and uh, check out what he's doing up there. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let's uh, let's do it. I'll I'll call you when I'm back in Canada, and we'll hopefully it snows before then. We can go skiing too. <laughs> I know it's not uh, the ski slopes are open up here. Oh yeah, they just open. I think uh, on Friday, and uh, yeah, I got to get up there soon and then uh, get on the slopes. Do you still have that uh, bright neon jacket? pink oh and, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's ready to to see the to see the light of day is that so, in your jeans yeah. you probably wear yeah. shorts when you ski don't you oh yeah jean shorts it's all <laughs> it's the only way right <laughs> oh, all right buddy well thanks so much for coming on the show i want to uh we'll touch base and, and connect when i get back up there yeah, cool, AP. Thanks so much for having me and continue to do, uh, keep doing what you're doing, bud. You're doing some great things and you're putting some great info out there to people. And uh, like I always say, keep being you, bud. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks so much. Later. Thanks. Well, I hope you enjoyed this one. Markle is such a piece of work and he always leaves me with some sort of inspiration and questioning something in my life. So I... Uh, was thrilled to have him on the show. Just some things that I noticed that he does in his life is when shit hits the fan, so to speak, how he bounces back, what what he does. He surrounds himself with uh, people that uh, are going to support him. That is the one crucial thing I've noticed about watching him in his life. The second thing is making a plan and figuring out what your true path is. And this may go against conventional wisdom. So... Embrace that and uh, find out what that path looks like for you. And uh, the third thing is taking action. And I think that's the most crucial for him, myself, and everyone that I've seen. Um, Just living up to the things that we say we want to do. And uh, also this guy is just a great, uh, he's so compassionate towards humanity and really wants to help. And that is inspiring to me and makes me want to be my best self. So, Markle, thank you so much. If you want to learn more about Dave and follow him, check him out on Twitter at Dave Markle, M-A-R-K-L-E 66. You can also check out his webpage, www.david-markle.com. I'll have this in my show notes at andrewparr.com. Thanks so much for joining me today on The Movement.